Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Bad Elf's Point of Beginning, a segment specially crafted for the Geoholics podcast. Each week at the beginning of this podcast, this segment explores contemporary geospatial news, innovative technologies, geographic-related controversies and hardships, funny stories, history, and so much more. We hope you enjoy the content and perhaps even learn something. My name is Dr. Nick Smolofsky. I'm a geoholic, and I'm here to be your geospatial Sherpa. On December 25th, 2021, one of the most sophisticated machines ever made by humankind was launched into space on the back of an Ariane 5 rocket from French Guiana. Meet the James Webb Space Telescope, aka JWST. This innovative mapping technology was developed jointly by the U.S., Canadian, and European space agencies. JWST seeks to replace the massively important Hubble telescope. Leveraging infrared technologies, this telescope sees roughly a hundred times further intergalactically with more sensitivity. The primary sensor on the telescope consists of 18 hexagonal segments combined together to create a 21-foot diameter mirror, roughly 5.6 times larger than the Hubble. JWST is positioned beyond the moon for noise reduction and to keep the system operating at a cool negative 370 degrees Fahrenheit. The primary mission of the telescope is to investigate and map some of the oldest and most distant objects in the universe, with an inevitable goal of characterizing potentially habitable exoplanets. I don't know about you, but if you've ever peered through a telescope as a kid and marveled at the night sky, this is a pretty cool accomplishment. I cannot wait to see the mapping data it produces. If you have any questions or comments about today's POB segment, please reach out to me via LinkedIn or through the Geoholics channels. And that does it for us at B2 Studios in sunny Texas. Live long and prosper, my friends. How good is that, boys? That's a classic. We could probably spend an entire show dissecting the lyrics of the song. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the world climate being what it is today. Oh, my God. I think Connor and I are not that old. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us for what I am supremely confident is going to be another friend-making, value-adding show. Before we get to the good stuff, I want to give a quick shout out to a friend of a show, Mr. Luke Woodyard. Not only is he a, uh, a handsome man, just ask his wife, he'll tell you for sure, uh, but he is an incredibly talented person as well. Um, he is a surveyor, of course, and he works with another good friend of the show, Ben Shinaberry, at a company called QK4. Uh, free plug, don't get used to it. Good guys. But in Luke's free time, he he does custom leather work that, to be honest, is, is really incredible. And he was kind enough to send us some Geoholics coasters and some other really cool stuff, compliments of Miss Peter Cox, that we'll be sure to get some pictures posted of. So check Luke out on social media by searching for Woodyard Leather Company, as I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. And what the hell, it's always good to support a fellow surveyor, of course, right? And their sticker made the box. 
And yes, yes, we'll post a picture of that as well. <laughs> They're <laughs> making the, the big time. Exactly. So what can I say? We've got the best fans ever. Uh, shoots. Tell us about that opening number. That was Creedence Clearwater Revival, Fortunate Son. Old CCR was an American rock band that recorded and performed from 1959 to 1972 under various names before settling on Creedence Clearwater Revival, name in 16, 1967. The band initially consisted of lead vocalist, lead guitarist, and primary songwriter John Fogarty, his brother, rhythm guitarist Tom Fogarty, bassist Stu Cook, and drummer Doug Clifford. CCR's musical style encompassed roots rock, swamp rock, blues rock, southern rock, country rock, and blue-eyed soul. That's a lot of rock. CCR's music is still a staple of U.S. classic rock Radio airplay with 28 million CCR records being sold in the U.S. alone. Rolling Stone ranked CCR 82nd on its 100 greatest artists of all time, and they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. Nicely done, Shoots. I'm, I'm just trying to be Jake. And I'll be honest with you, out of all those rocks, I think Swamp Rock might be my that, favorite. That one interests me. We have to do some research like, on that. Yeah, Swamp Rock. We need more what, Swamp Rock. Give me one other Swamp Rock band. <laughs> I can't right now. <laughs> maybe ZZ Top? I don't know. No, no they're Texas. Maybe, That's the maybe. desert. It's yeah, Swamp true. Rock, like Louisiana and all that. Exactly. They, you got nothing down Eating there. crawfish. And I'm yay. just singing Duck Dynasty on that. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. The only thing I'm going to mention is just a reminder, if you're a guest on the show, you actually provide input on the music and our guests this evening, who we're going to get to here very shortly. Uh, he said CC&R is one of his favorite bands, so there you have it. Did you just say CC and R? Credence Clearwater and Revival? No, it's just Credence <laughs> Clearwater Revival. You sound like Jake right now. <laughs> Jeez, wow, tough crowd this evening. Here we are in the Diamondback Land Surveyor Studio. Um, gosh, I saw TK last night. Uh-oh. Not in person, but I'm mentoring Mondays. Ah, uh, okay. Um, a, a really good episode. It was awesome. And one of the things he did mention is he, remember when he re, he uh, he sponsored a NASCAR, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was in town for that. Mm-hmm. Um he got, the, I don't know if you remember, he said he ordered a bunch of die casts of the NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so we got all those. So we got to figure out how to get one of those. We got to get it right here in the studio. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other people listening that would love to have one. So we're going to find out how to go about getting one. And I promise you next week we'll have that. Have if an you guys send $158.99 plus shipping to the Geoholics, <laughs> we'll make sure it happens. We'll make sure it gets to you. Wait. So Diamondback sponsored a NASCAR. They sponsored like a NASCAR. NASCAR. Yep. JJ Yaley. It was. Oh, really? Freaking- Oh, that's, a, yeah, that's he's an a actual local guy. Yeah. <laughs> local guy, yeah. He was in the uh, not like the well, I don't even know what they call the main thing. The, Is it the Xfinity the, now or something like that? Yeah, that's, that's exactly where the Saturday race. The Saturday race. Yeah, the Xfinity, the the Saturday. Saturday race. Was yeah. PIR recently? Yeah, yeah, it was last, last year. Last time he was there, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and he asked uh, Shoots and I and the lovely Megan. We sat up in his suite with him and watched the race. It was fucking cool. We had some beers and food. And with Trent or, J- or Yaley? Trent. Ah, yeah, yeah. And before we get into this week's featured friend of the program, uh, you've already heard the the pipes, but making his first official public appearance since being named a co-host of the Geoholics, let us formally introduce the one and only Connor O'Gorman to the Geoholics family. Welcome, Connor. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, you filled in for me once, and look what a freaking impact you made. <laughs> 
we're, uh, we're super, th- super thankful that you uh, agreed to come on board and we're uh, even more excited to have you and your fresh perspective on life in general. So thanks so much for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to, I'm, I'm excited to join and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to meet shoots for the first time yeah, and stuff. And it's uh, be a good time. it'll be a good time, you know, I enjoyed Jake though. So, so, you know, yep, yep, there's a transition. Let's not, let's not, let's be honest. There's a transition. <laughs> we all enjoy Jake. Shoots is transitioning. He's good, he's so, good. yeah, I honestly, I've been telling the lovely Carrie all week. You remember, uh, Anchorman. Yes. When she fills in for him and, yes. and the Steve Carell's like, you're not, you're not. <laughs> so all week I've been thinking, you're not Jake. <laughs> you're Jake now. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, like I said earlier, we should have paid Jake a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get on with this. Our featured friend of the program for this week is Carlson Software, a new one in the uh, friend of the program stable. So Mr. Connor O'Gorman, this is your, your first assignment officially. Hit us with the Carlson Software feature friend of the program. Will do. Carlson Software has been producing software and hardware solutions for the land surveying, civil engineering, GIS, and construction industries since 1983. Carlson's unique approach provides geomatic professionals with the most powerful, affordable, and independent technology options and the best free, unlimited tech support in the industry. Their mission is to be the premier independent developer of land surveying, civil engineering, construction, and mining technology products. To find out more, visit www.carlson, spelled C-A-R-L-S-O-N-S-W.com, and be sure to mention that you heard about them from the Geoholics. Reading is hard. Reading is hard. <laughs> Reading is tough. Yeah, you, got, you got too many commas in here. Look. I was going to say, commas mess up everything. They yeah. always have, ever since I started reading, commas suck. Uh, the one you, thing we're going to hit you on, power through. I just I remember gotta, I just was, uh, comma, pause. <laughs> comma, pause. <laughs> I got I to gotta critique them on one thing, Shoots, and I'm surprised you didn't jump in on this. The one thing we don't do on here, we never say www. Oh, yeah. You just you don't need to say it. You just go carlsonsw.com. Everybody knows it's www. Yeah, it took no. me. It took me like twelve weeks. I, I got hammered harassing. forever. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this went on for months. Like, I like the WWW. You're welcome to. You're welcome to continue on that tradition. It's fine. Hey, new, it's a shout out to Al Gore. That's so, all it is. Worldwide yes. web created by him. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only th- other thing I'm going to mention about Carlson is they have their user com- conference coming up April fourth through sixth in Denver, Colorado. They call it the Carlson Go West User Conference. Geohawks will be represented. At least I'll be there. Hopefully, you guys are going to be there to join me. We'll find out, but it's going to be fun. We're going to be uh, recording some shows from there and stuff like that. It's going to be an absolute blast. I love Denver, and I will uh, I will never turn down an invite to Denver. What's well, legal there? Well, everything. Oh, <laughs> exactly. That's what you want. Denver there, and huh? Vegas, right? Yeah. Here, it's legal here, too. It is, yeah, exactly. We don't have to go far. All right, let's catch up the fellas just a little bit here. Let's make it quick. Uh... Shoot, you want to go first or you want to go second? You're your normal slot. Oh, my goodness. We usually start with Jake. I, yep. feel, I feel awkward. Let's let's let the new guy feel All awkward. right. Connor, what's up, what's buddy? Up to you? Tell us something about you that maybe we don't know yet, which is everything. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm broken. Past, I'm trying I'm trying to get over this past weekend with the <laughs> Buffalo Bills lose, and it was a tough one. Yep. Uh, Horrible. 13 seconds. 13 seconds. It's ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know what? Hire for <sighs> Leslie Frazier and Dable out of you there so we can get some new coordinators but you know um no excited to work at uh, alta with kent and so i appreciate uh, connecting over this and, and having me on the show uh now as a hopefully yep. permanent host indeed <laughs> we've already changed the graphics it's official yeah, yeah, you're in 
Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. We move fast around here. Yeah. We didn't even like initiate him. We didn't like kick his ass for 10 seconds or anything. How about like the uh, the spanking machine afterwards? There we go. We'll do that. All right. We'll do that. <laughs> it went for good luck. <laughs> exactly. The only thing is, so I got, I got two different football terms for you. And I'm curious which one's going to sting worse. Okay. Wide right. Nope. Well, no, I go. That's or three. <laughs> three. Or what? Let's go wide right. Let's go with um, squib kick. And let's go with prevent defense. Uh, prevent defense. Uh, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you've got two timeouts. Totally agree. You've got, they've got, Romo should be a head coach or some type of coordinator in the, in the league, but like, you've got. Two timeouts, three plays are going to get off. It doesn't matter if they go out of bounds or not. Like, play the defense, yep. play up, press them. Okay, if they, they break one, they break one. That's that's our fault. And then and then squib kick, you can't squib it. You need to pooch it into, like, the 10 to 15-yard line so yeah. they won't fall on it, or so they'll have to return it. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, so prevent defense is the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. I just, it was like, horrible. I mean, I was the lovely Megan is of course a Buffalo fan as well, being from being from Buffalo herself, and she, I mean, she's like callous to this at this point. <laughs> this is a funny thing. She's well, like four years in a row. I sat. I sat know, there. That's, that's victory, yeah. but defeat. I, I sat there thinking that so. After they scored, the Bills scored with like a minute 56 left or something like that. I go, wow, too much time. Like, they're going to come score. Then we got the ball back at like a minute and two. I'm like, all right, we're going to score. Like, I trust Josh. Yep. Um, funny thing is Gabe Davis, the guy that went off for four touchdowns, yeah. my wide receiver coach in Little League was his OC in uh, in college. Oh, really? Now he's a Bengals wide receiver coach. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Small cool. stint with me. But, uh, you know, I <laughs> taught him every – no, I'm kidding. Um, but, but so I watched that, and I'm like, 13 seconds. We got this. And then it started rolling. I'm like, oh boy, they're going to kick the field goal. And the minute, the second that the coin flipped and it went Kansas City in overtime, I'm like, that's nah, game. Yeah. Supposedly my neighbor could hear me the whole time screaming and yelling, by the way. <laughs> what do you think about the coin flip? I mean, obviously, you know, it's fair for everybody. And if anybody's going to complain about the rule, it needs to be complained about in the beginning of the season, but it sucks. It's the greatest. That was probably one of the greatest games in the last 10 years. No maybe, question. maybe of all time. And uh, I'm in on that. And, and, and you're just going to let the game go to a coin flip? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, l- allow the team to rebuttal. Yeah. That's all I ask I for. don't disagree. Maybe they should change it for the playoffs. I don't know what the solution is, but uh, I'm, I'm sorry for what happened to you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We move on. Yeah. With, with all the year, sports actually. talk radio this week, they were talking about, like, the coin toss is 50-50 in the regular season. Yeah. But in the postseason, it's like if you win the coin toss – in the last 20 years, it's mm. 10 and 1. Wow. Because you have the best quarterbacks in the playoffs. Yeah. So as soon as you lose that, you're screwed. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, at least at the end of the day, we're not the Cardinals. Indeed. Or the Bears. Oh, yeah. yeah or, that's the or the Giants. Or the Giants. Hey, Giants Giants got Joe Sheen there from, from Buffalo, so you'll see. Oh, we're going to get Brian Dable soon enough. Oh, thank you. Get him, off my, get him off my team. So, Connor, this is typically when you pass it to Shoots. All right, Shoots, what's going on? There it is. That's how it's done. Uh, Football-wise, I'm going to say wide right because I remember that as just a puny kid. Yeah. And a puny kid. The the Bills <laughs> lost again and my Giants won. That was fantastic. Uh, Scott Norwood. Bandwagon. Yeah. No, I'm a I'm a diehard Giants and Mets fan. My team stink in the last <laughs> ten years, six years, seven, eight years. I don't know. Enough time that 
I'm still sticking with them. Uh, I fell down the stairs. Did I tell you guys about this yet? You shared a little bit of that. Why don't yeah. you expand on it? Do you see? Do you see the bruises coming? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I fell down the stairs. You know, I I I I'm thinking about calling Adult Protective Services. <laughs> there you go. And saying my child beats me. <laughs> How do you abused you? Did he did he push you? No, we were racing down the stairs, and he grabbed my shirt. Oh, so I went down hard and just oh my god down the stairs. It was it was a good time. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. And every time I show him the bruise, I'm like, look what you did. He just giggles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's that's kids it's for like, you. Dad's bruised too. Oh my god. How old's your son? <laughs> Eight. Okay. You gotta get used to it. You'll meet him. Soon enough. Oh, he's in studio you're, once in a you're while. You're in the family now, so it, it'll come up. Yep. Um, I played golf on Friday. I tried out my Christmas present. And? Finally. It played well for me. It uh, played well. It wasn't you played well with it. No, it no, played well. no, no. It played well most of the time. Nice. And then there were a few times where I took over and it went sideways. And I heard, I heard uh, the mayor of Virgetown took oh, it yeah. for a spin. He, he, he took the absolute first swing of it. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Virgil, but he's a former guest on the show. He took the first swing at it, and he's a hell of a golfer. Mm -hmm. Knocked it 300 and something yards dead straight, and then I get up and whack! Of course, it's the way it always goes. Yeah, exactly. So I think I let anybody and everybody try it because it's the latest and greatest, and everybody's like, do we need to buy it yet and all that. Yeah, you're the guinea pig. Exactly. What's your your handicap? my golf game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, no. I'm the same It way. really is. I'm no. a hack. Uh, I went out yesterday and played with the the voice of reason himself. We had a good time. I had a good shot. One good shot, so I was happy. Uh, other than that, it's just, you know, keep good on stuff. trucking. Good what about stuff. you, DD? Oh, I, you know what? I'm, I, I, today's Tuesday. Uh, yesterday was probably the first day in about two weeks that I have felt anywhere near a hundred percent after my run in with, uh, with Omicron. So, uh, I, I feel like I'm definitely finally on the mend. It, it has sucked. I still have a little, uh, COVID brain fog, no doubt. And I was telling shoots before the show, I spoke to, uh, Tim Evans, guest of the, Another guest of the show guest previously. Of the show. Well, is it former or is it once you're a guest, you're always a guest. It was a former guest of the show. He was, he was a previously. For, previous. He guest. has been. I think former guest of the show. Talk to Carrie about that. All right, we'll figure that out. I'll get it. I'll get back to everybody next week. So I talked to Tim today, and uh, he just coincidentally, it's the first time I've talked to him in a few weeks. He had the whole Omicron thing the same time frame that I did. <clears throat> the only difference was he had like 104 fever for like four days, and he's like, "I am just now feeling better," you know, kind of like myself. And he's like, "I." He's like, I, I have an appointment to go see a neurologist next week because I think this has really effed up my brain. Like maybe it's the four days of 104 fever or something. He's, but he's like, I walk into a room. I can't remember why I was there. Things that would take me like 15 minutes to do before. Now take me 45 minutes because it's like my brain's just like going all over the place. I'm not sleeping at night. He's like, it's, it's, it's a mess. So I'm curious to see what he finds out from the neurologist. Now, but, I love Tim Evans, but that has nothing to do with his... Uh few pops every once well, in a while. I mean, it could. He, says, he said he's in it like drink a bit of alcohol in like three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he's been out of it that Oh, badly. yeah. Yeah, okay. he, said, he said he got it, you know, pretty bad. So anyways, uh, hopefully everything works out well for him. And good news is I am on on the uh, 
the downhill side, I guess. The mend. You're on the, the mend. mend. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, let's get on this. Man, we've been that was that was fun. Good, some good uh, bullshit there. Hey, it's a new guy. I like gotta, it. I like we gotta it. Got to welcome him properly. So we do have to mention the this week's Trimble Geospatial Weekly Words of Wisdom, and this is a quote that our guest this evening is going to be very familiar with, and it has to do with constructive criticism ain't a bad thing. Okay, so listen to this: our strength can be our weakness, and our weakness can be our strength. Let that sink in. It's all how you look at it. The wise will embrace their strengths, cultivate them, and make provisions for their weaknesses. Search out and be grateful for people who will speak into your life honestly and constructively. Those are your best friends. Hmm. And I couldn't agree with them more, to be honest with you. It makes perfect sense to me. Guys, got anything to add to that? No, I think it's a How's great fantastic. Quote. How do we right? top that? Well, let, let's bring in the man himself, Mr. Charles Ham. Here, a little quick introduction here for Mr. Ham. First of all, I mean, I feel like I'm talking to like LinkedIn royalty right now, or yeah. I'm about to. <laughs> uh, Charles Ham, born and raised in Texas, he attended David Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee. Go Bearcats? Nope, no. close. Uh, Wildcats. Bisons. Oh. Hobbies include reading about ancient history, fishing, and love this one, wandering around in the woods. He is retired after founding a very successful company, has become an author. We're going to find out a lot more about that here in just a second. He's passionate about helping and mentoring others. He's going to fit right in with us. And most importantly, Mr. Ham is a Vietnam veteran, having served in the United States Marine Corps from 1965 to 19, 1969. Hoorah! <laughs> Mr. Ham, welcome to the G-Hawks. Thank you for your service, and thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for your service, by the way. That's kind of you to say. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. We are so excited to have you on the show. Um, real quick icebreaker. Now, this oh, I don't think this is going to take too long, but I um, I'm a big you know reader of self help books and stuff like that. And like this came from the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Have you read that, Connor? No, I have not. You should. I it's probably a, it's should. It's a good read. It's a good read. So there were four like key things that every effective leader needs to be in touch with. Uh, their source of security, guidance, wisdom, and power. Okay. Security, guidance, wisdom, and power. So Mr. Ham, let me ask you something. What is your source of security? What, what, what gives you security in life? Besides Joe Biden. Uh, I, I would say, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, just a, a sense of peace of mind. Yep. Uh, and th there, there is a certain security and stability that comes with uh, being imperturbable and, and uh, keeping things in perspective. Uh, that's a short answer. Uh, I'm not sure it's a good one, but it's what came by. Hey, it, it works. It's a very good one. Short and to the point. That's what we like. Um, now, I, what about wisdom? I mean, I, I look at you as a person that you know, is a great source for this. Um, how, help me understand your definition of wisdom. Well, in the real world, uh, it's it's not some ivory tower academic uh, exercise. Uh, to me, wisdom 
is just stopping and and taking stock of things that happen in the course of the day as you live your life and and make good decisions uh it's the the, the contrast would be uh, a, a wise man and a, or a wise person and a fool mm. and when you're faced with a decision, uh, something that you need to do, something that you might think you should say, uh, what what would be uh, a, a way to handle that wisely as opposed to being foolish? And I think when you put those two words in, in juxtaposition, uh, it somehow we understand what a fool is and maybe a, a wisdom is the opposite of that. It's, it's a connection with uh, being able to, to do what's in your own best interest, but also to be able to give good advice to someone else. And it, it comes uh, through the years, through life experiences and with things that you learn, uh, uh, knowledge uh, and understanding. Knowledge and understanding uh, uh, won't necessarily make you wise, but but they certainly can play into it. Uh, I, I see wisdom as just making good decisions uh, as opposed to bad ones. That that would be my definition. I love it. <clears throat> I, I don't think you could have said that any better. And the last thing I'm going to ask you about is guidance. I and mean, you've been on this earth for quite some time. What is your source of direction? You mean personally? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my guidance, uh, I have what I call uh, a star I follow. And in, in my own mind, that makes perfect sense to me. And, uh, I try to, what, what that really means is just principles that I believe, uh, that I should live by. And I, I kind of, kind of set them out, uh, through the years that, uh, I will, uh, be a person of integrity, uh, a person of honesty, uh, I am a believer, uh, and, and I'm not a, uh, make no apology about that. And there's a, a great deal of wisdom that comes from the scripture. Uh, but, but not just the Bible. When we speak of scripture, I've read a lot of, uh, I'm, I read a lot and I've, uh, read, uh, you know, from Oriental scriptures and, and, uh, uh, the, the wise and classical people from other parts of the world and human beings are re remarkably the same. Uh, we're, we're, we're all just folks as I like to say, and it doesn't matter where you come from or, or, or what your race is, uh, uh, the shape of your eyes or the color of your skin, or even, really uh maybe the religious background that you grew up in fundamentally we're all just folks and uh i try to i try to treat people just 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 like another fellow human being and and uh 
uh, follow my star. I love that. I think that like the guidance and the star he's talking about is that mustache. I would follow that thing all day <laughs> long. You know, that it's, is that I is get, epic. I get a lot of comments on it. I I uh, uh, I just grew it and and kept it uh, and have no real explanation. Just got a <laughs> wild hair one day and didn't shave. It's almost like a. <laughs> Almost like your uh, your trademark now, you know. Well, it it has somewhat become that mm-hmm. uh, on LinkedIn. I yep. think if I shave this mustache off, a lot of my folks would be really, really upset about it. <laughs> so you mentioned. I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, you mentioned LinkedIn, and that's 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 how I connected with you with was via LinkedIn. Yes, yes sir. And yes, sir. you know, LinkedIn is is you know typically a you know a professional social media platform, let's say, right? Yes. And, uh-huh. you know, I find it so interesting that you have accumulated such a following on that platform. I mean, why, why do you think it works for you so well? Well, it's, uh, when, when I got on LinkedIn, uh, the advertisement that I heard that brought it to my attention was that it was a business professional network and uh at the time i had not retired and i had my business and i thought well maybe i can get on there and hop my business a little bit and maybe pick up another customer or two <laughs> but or the, twenty thousand uh, or twenty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it uh it it's a it's a real interesting process that i went through because the first thing I realized is that if you're new and no one knows you, no one pays any attention to you. If I was writing the things that I've been writing the last two or three years, uh, when I first came on LinkedIn, there might have been two or three people comment, six or seven like it. You you have to you have to make yourself known and build somewhat of a, of a brand, you know, yes. where people feel like they know you. And so I started trying to do that. And I started talking about round mountain and the critters and, yep. and, uh, uh, just this, uh, the silliness of that. Uh, there's an element of truth to all of that, but, uh, <laughs> People started seeing this old man sitting on his cabin porch in a rocking chair, which was true. But they had all the animals that lived there coming down the hill in the morning to get a belly rub. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they all, and they all, you know, they could picture me sitting there, you know, <laughs> rubbing the bellies of all of these wild, wild critters. And yep. uh, they got a kick out of it. But one of the things that I did, and it, and it was subtle. I, I, I was coming across uh, in a certain way, and I might start the article about, you know, listen up, you sensational lovers of your mothers or something <laughs> like that. And, and uh, people like that. But I would always put in just a, uh, just a, a sentence or two 
what I called Jim to make them stop and think. I might have said something like, uh, you know, after I said, listen up, uh, you know, everybody thought Goliath was too big to hit. David thought he was too big to miss. <laughs> and and then I'd just kind of move on and start talking about the Round Mountain Critter Council and the goings on with the critters, and then and then and then get it off. But but I got that in there, and I I moved on to just. I reached a point where, I'm just seeing what's going on in the world, and it just seemed like every last person in the world was outraged about something. It didn't matter what side of uh, the, 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 the spectrum you were on. Everybody was angry. Everybody's yelling and screaming and mm. miserable. And I started writing articles that just essentially started letting people know that, you know, I'm not playing along with this. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to live my own life, and and y'all calm down and get a get a grip on yourselves and quit just being hysterically upset and angry about things that there is nothing in the world you can do about. So, so I, I do have and, a question. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. So I have a question about you. I can about get, you, I can get to talking, so you all interrupt me. <laughs> oh. Same. You and I both. You and I both. Mm. So you, you you have this extensive following on LinkedIn. Like, I assume there's negative comments that come with that. Like, how do you deal with negativity? And, and like, do you, do you listen to them? I know that cyberbullying is a huge thing, and I you don't seem like a guy that really gets phased by negativity, but I'm just curious. No, not, not at all. Uh, and amazingly enough, I very, very seldom have someone take issue with what I say. And if someone does, uh, I, I'm a man that lives by rules and they, uh, I go back to my star and on LinkedIn, I purposed that I was not going to get into these peeing contest back and <laughs> forth with someone that disagreed with me. Uh, I mean, I've said what I have to say, and if you don't agree with me, uh, do your own post and throw yourself out there and, and let folks see what you have to say. But I never respond uh, no. or, or I, uh, just a polite, uh, I, I just might say, uh, thank, thank you for your comments and and just move on if it's real hateful i mean if someone there there's was one person that just seemed to he just didn't like me so i put him out of his misery i blocked him <laughs> easy <laughs> enough right <laughs> oh well i i just thought you know you know I, I, mean, I i don't really need that but yeah. i see these people get into arguments with other people on linkedin <laughs> And, and it's so silly and childish. And I, uh, you know, I, I put myself out there and, 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 I, and I, I welcome constructive criticism. And what I really love is all of the people that will add to what I wrote. Yeah. I have a limited amount of time, but I've got some really smart people out there and they help flesh out the point. Uh, 
And yeah. I particularly appreciate those people because I have to, you know, I feel like I have so much space and uh, I want people to read it. So I try to keep, I try to make my point and, and, uh, and cut it off. And then it gets them to thinking and, uh, I have found these to be the kindest, most wonderful people. Uh, I, I feel like I know them. I haven't met any mm-hmm. of them. Uh, I call them LinkedIn friends, but uh, they say the kindest things to me and seem to uh, appreciate what I write. Uh, most of my posts that I put up will go up. 80, 90,000 views on, on the post. Uh, the last one that I wrote that you referenced about uh, uh, constructive criticisms ain't no bad thing or something. Yep. Uh, it's uh, up over 80,000 views. And one post I wrote had 136,000, as I recall. I think that was the, yep. the largest. But uh, that kind of response is just, you know, I think about myself. And and and, and sometimes I, I just kind of shake my head and think, who, who are these wonderful people? And, and what is it about me that is is making them so kind uh uh i i uh uh, i I just kind of marvel at it but i'm but i'm thankful for them i've i've enjoyed this and uh linkedin has actually uh provided a wonderful opportunity to me i had never in my life thought about really writing i've been a reader but not a writer and this gave me an outlet to express myself, and it caught on. And then folks started telling me I needed to write a book, and you know I kept hearing this, and I kind of played it off, you know, like I'm I'm pondering on it, you know, <laughs> just yep. and, and, and that went on for a couple of years, and then one particular uh, man on LinkedIn, uh, he just sat in on me and wouldn't take no for an answer. I, I mean, I was kind of trying to play him off and, and and he he knew a lady that was a publisher and he said i'm i'm gonna call her and i'm gonna get you two together and uh again it was like the stars just started aligning this this wonderful uh lady lady uh, hillary jastrom called and uh i ended up uh you, you know get, go, going with the contract with her to to publish my book and I, I tell her, I just wrote the thing. I said, you're the one that's making it a book. And she has just done uh, an, an amazing job. And then I have a, a marketer who's a guru. And, and these wonderful people came into my life and, and uh, filled the vacuum of an area that was a total weakness of mine. Uh, I, I do have my strengths and weaknesses like anybody else, but I went into a world that I knew absolutely nothing about, and these wonderful people were there to help, and uh, the book will soon be out. And I, I want to talk about that more in just a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, but the one thing I want to say is, you know, you and the idea of writing a book is like the perfect marriage because you have such a way with words, and you can get a point across. It, 
in like two sentences. It's, you have a knack for that. It's absolutely amazing. But I would like to dig, a, before we get into the book and a couple other things, I want to dig a little bit deeper because I want to get an understanding about, you know, kind of like where you came from. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, was, I was curious, like, well, first off, where are you from originally? Um, I'm a Texan to the bone. Where in Texas? <laughs> well, uh, the the general Houston area, but also up in East Texas, up in the Rusk Alto area. Okay, up, up up there. You ever heard of Jennings, Louisiana, by any chance? I sure have. Yes, sir. I lived in Jennings, Louisiana, for a couple of years. <laughs> My dad okay. was the uh, worship pastor at First Baptist Jennings, so I know I know uh, the Houston area a little bit. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's interesting. And then, um, you know, like. Uh, like, tell us about your parents, your childhood, kind of that upbringing that laid the foundation for you. Um, you know, you talk yes, about sir. this stuff. I had a I had a great mom and dad. Uh, grew up in a, a an old fashioned family where people got married and stayed married and and uh, worked worked things out. I had one sister; she's older than me, so I was the baby. And uh, I had uh, my mother and I were uh, there. My mom and dad are both gone now, but I wasn't as bonded to my mother. Uh, I, 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 I loved her, but uh, of course I did. But there, there just wasn't the connection that I had with my daddy. And he was... Uh, he was a wonderful man that uh, seemed to raise me with a sense that, you know, I've got this little boy to raise and uh, he's going to be grown and gone in just no time. And I, and I need to teach him some stuff before he leaves the house. And he was real big on politeness, uh, being proper, he had a sense of propriety, uh, uh, table manners, uh, holding the door open for ladies, standing up if a lady walked in the room. He even taught me that you're supposed, and I don't know where he learned all of this. He was just grew up in the deepest, most rural area of Kentucky and very, very poor family where my grandma and grandpa lived. But somewhere he, he learned this, and he had an eighth-grade education, but he was a smart man. And uh, it's a shame. I've always felt like he could have been anything had he had the opportunities. But uh, he, uh, he raised me well. And, and when I was younger... Uh, Back in those days, boy, misbehave, uh, you got your butt whipped. And when daddy whipped me, it went a long way. Uh, I soon learned that if I started bumping up against the edge of his patience, I needed to back off and back off quick. I didn't want that man taking that belt off again. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, then when I, uh, I got older, uh, I, I left home and, and went in the Marine Corps and, uh, that was, uh, that was an experience for all of us. And, and I, I came to grips with that, uh, only later, uh, 
what it must have been like for him mm. with uh, with me gone. Yeah, that that uh, that was that was real hard. Mm. And you can see that uh, some things I don't talk as much about as others because I, I'm I'm kind of a tender-hearted, emotional guy, <laughs> and uh, I don't apologize for it. But uh, when I start thinking about my daddy, he's uh, he, he was a special man to me. He really was. Sounds amazing. He, really was. he sounds yeah. like an amazing guy. There is nothing long wrong with being a tender-hearted guy. Well, I, I I think people are surprised about it. The family, of course, my family knows, of course, but uh, I th- I think the perception that a lot of people have of me on LinkedIn, although it's true, there there is a side of me that they haven't seen, and that's that's uh, that, that's probably one thing that would surprise uh, some of them. I, they they compare me to this uh, Sam Elliott. Uh, he, he's an actor. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and uh, <laughs> I, I hear people say that all the time yeah. and, and they think I'm like Sam Elliott and no, I I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm more of a quiet cerebral. I, I, I sit and ponder about stuff, you know, a, a lot more than, uh, there may be some people do. A southern boy is what it is. Well, I, I've uh, uh, that that's true. I mean, I embrace that culture uh, and, uh, and and appreciate it very much. Yeah, I got I got so my mom's from t- the backwoods of Tennessee, like Tennessee, Arkansas area, and so I got an uh-huh. uncle that lives out in uh, like the suburbs of Fayetteville in a place called Farmington. Um, uh-huh. And so, like, that's how my, my dad and mom met through him. They were stationed in Alexandria, Louisiana, in the Air Force. And um, my uncle, though, very few words, kind of gets the point across in a, in a couple yep. sentences. And it's one of those things where, like, he sits and ponders. And I remember sitting on the back patio one day with him yep. about a couple years ago. And, it, you know, he just kind of, every word that he says, you you just, like, are waiting for him to You're talk like, similar yeah. to it's so funny you say that because like i have an uncle as well that was in vietnam as a matter of fact Mm. and uh got a purple heart (coughs) excuse me um has never talked about it Mm. it's one of those things he's just he has never talked about it with anybody his experience in vietnam but he's the kind of guy when he walks in the room he almost doesn't need to say a word yeah it's just like you instantly are like you just know there's a special feeling in the room when he walks into it. And I, I think, it. I think Mr. Uh, Mr. Ham, that's, that's kind of where, where he's at with this, you know, yeah. for sure. In uh, the word ponder, not- you don't hear the word ponder used that much anymore, <laughs> right? No. And I, I love that word. And correct me if I'm wrong. The name of your first book is going to be Ponder on a Pilgrims, correct? That's correct. Oh, <laughs> is that awesome? <laughs> right, right. So, you talked a little bit about where the idea came from. You know, people saw a bunch of your posts on LinkedIn and your following has grown to almost 20,000 people at this point, I believe. It might even be more than that. Um, what's, 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 what's the idea behind the book? What are you, what are you hoping to convey with, uh, with, with publishing or writing this book? Well, I, I basically took the material uh, of all the things I've been writing on LinkedIn and uh, the publisher looked at it, and we tweaked it around. But I, I felt like 
based on the responses that people were giving me that these folks think I have something to say. <laughs> and and uh, I use the word ponder because to me it has uh, a little nuance, a different nuance than thinking. Uh, when I think of myself as pondering, I get something on my mind and just dwell on it and, and, and work it through and, and come up with uh, a thought or two and maybe grab my pen and piece of paper and write the thought down before I forget it. And, and uh there's no better place than to be out in the middle of nowhere in a little cabin on the rock, front porch, back porch, uh, in a rocking chair, and just do some thinking, you know, yeah. about about stuff is uh, is uh, what to say. And I, 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 it could it could be most anything, but when I. I found out when I write, it doesn't come out of my head. If I try hmm. to write something based on my thinking, it 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 it's terrible. But it's uh, and don't get me wrong when I say this. I'm just it's just an illustration. But it something comes out of my heart. Uh, it's 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 like uh, an an inspiration. And and it and it just flows, and I try to I try to write. Uh, I, I it's 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 my intent to write something that people will in a way that people will understand what I'm saying, and and uh, so I started talking about wisdom. I started talking about decisions and you know just a whole host of little little uh, uh ideas and thoughts that i would have and 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 my the popularity of this writing just just increased uh, exponentially and and uh i tried to i tried to be who i am just just some old man uh struggling not to be an old fool <laughs> and that I'd ridden the fence line a time or two in my life and uh, learned a few things along the way. And uh, maybe I could look back at some of the younger folks and tell them where the best place would be to cross that river back there. Cause I already <laughs> have, and I, yep. and I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't pick the right spot, you know, and yep. maybe, maybe I can give you a little advice if you listen to me that might be helpful. And that's, uh, that's, that's the wisdom. We've talked about wisdom a couple different times and, you know, you've experienced a lot over the course of your life, obviously, uh, plenty of good, plenty of bad. You know, we all kind of go through those, yes, sir. those, uh, those ups and downs, ride the roller coaster of life. And, you know, right. you've, you've just got a, a knack for me able to put those, those emotions and those experiences into words. Uh, what's the status of the book? Well, uh, it's, it's, it's all coming together. Uh, I found out today and, and you all are the first to hear this. Oh, is this breaking news uh, on the geoholics? This, 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 this is breaking news. 
uh, Ponder on It Pilgrims will be available on Amazon on March 6th. Nice. Very well done. So, Congratulations so, uh, on that. Yeah, I- yes, sir. And I've started another book. I'm actually writing another book now. Uh, I'm about five chapters into it. And you might enjoy the uh, title. Uh, it's The title of it's going to be it's a dang shame, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's great. Now, you do know so, yeah. that as a guest of the, the Geoholics, you have to send three signed books to us as soon as it's released. Well, <laughs> exactly. Well, we, we, might, we might work something. That's a tradition. That's a tradition. They'll be right. oh, <laughs> It'll be put in the studio right behind Connor. So I do. So I, I, do. I know why I'm on here. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're using we're you. We're just looking for free books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a question for you on on like uh, availability of the book and those type of things. So I'm a, I'm a big audio uh, listener to books. I'll be driving home. I'll listen to it on uh, you know on the way home and type of things. Like, is it going to be available for audio? I know people in my generation love that. As as soon as the book is published, uh, you take. One, I'm taking one thing at a time. Yeah. But as soon as that book is on the market, I'm going to turn to to do a, a an audio of the book. Oh, that's awesome! And I, I I've been everybody insists that I do the reading. Yes, yeah. So I don't know how that's going to come across. I'm not a. <laughs> it's going to come across I, amazing. Uh, if well, you're sick I, that day, you call in Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I thought. Uh, that that whole comparison amuses me. Uh, I've been compared <laughs> to Gus McRae on Lonesome Dove too. Oh, nice! And and uh, uh, I always just think, well, well, these folks are actors, you know, and I and I, I'm not. But yeah, uh, there will be an audio. Uh, I it's it's like writing a book. I don't know how to go about it, but I know people that do. Mm. And and they take up the slack, and yep. so so the the plans are made, and uh, I, I'll put this th- this will be a priority over uh, finishing the second book. I want to get the audio out there. My truck driver buddies are wanting the audio. Oh yeah, I, I the ones on LinkedIn. I've had a lot of the tr- uh, truckers say, "Hey, you know, we, sure. we want an audio," and then there's just people like you, Mister Kent, spend a lot of time in the car. Yep. And and uh, will you know might, might enjoy having it. That Phoenix I'll, traffic is a beast. That's funny because my yeah. my dad was a is a, is a truck driver recruiter right now for one of the largest companies in America, and then also was a trucker for them. And he used to listen to audio. So I'm I'm I was shocked, but not shocked by your comment. There was like, yeah, the the trucking industry. I feel like would be a sweet spot for you too, from a market segment standpoint. I, I think mm. it could be. Uh, I, I've been encouraged by people in this business. They, they seem to think that this book is there's nothing there, there there's nothing else to compare it to, and and they're telling me that they they expect it to just. Uh, well, I mean, they use words. I mean, and these are professionals in the industry that have said, Charles, this will become a national treasure. Mm. People will be buying and reading this book a hundred years from now. 
because principles are not dated. Yep. They, they, they stay the same and, and good sense today will be good sense a hundred years from now. God, I hope so. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, uh, common sense and wisdom seems to be a concept that we're completely losing. Yep. And I think that's how this book will resonate. Uh, and again, I, it's an easy read. Uh, I don't try to impress anybody, make them, uh, I, I mean, I just write the way I write and I, uh, I, I get so many nice comments about it and, yeah. and, and, and I, I don't try to, I, I just, I just write what, what I'm, what's on my heart and what I'm writing it and, yeah. and, and it created this body of work. I think you're on to something amazing. And I, 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 you know, obviously we can't wait for it to come out and let's kind of give, if we could, you know, just take a few minutes here, you know, our listeners and soon to be readers of your book, just kind of a taste of, you know, some of the things that, you know, are probably going to be covered in there. Some of these things, you know, that, and again, I know you've taken a lot, a lot of the content of the book from the post on LinkedIn and some of the ones that kind of jumped out at me. And I think you and I have been connected for maybe about a year now. Um, Uh But there's, there's some of the topics you touch on that really hit home for me. And like one that comes to mind, and this wasn't, this was just posted not too long ago. It's about, you know, people feeling inferior, right? I mean, this, this is a huge problem, I believe. Yes. And a lot of it is, and I'll be honest with you, like I've, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and of course on Facebook and uh, on Instagram, right? So I came across, and I'm older than the other two guys in this room, but I recently <laughs> came, came across uh, these reels that are on Instagram, right? These like 30 mm-hmm. second videos of people just doing insanely crazy, insanely creative, yes. insanely beautiful things, right? And mm-hmm. I get myself caught up in watching these things. I could go on there. You know, I, I, an hour goes by in a heartbeat watching these reels, right? TikTok. Uh, yeah. And at the end of watching these reels, I'm like, I suck. I cannot do <laughs> anything that these people can do. You know, I mean, I you almost get to have like an inferior complex. Inferiority. Inferiority. We are very complex. different. My 30 second videos are, I'm so excited about the new Jackass movie coming out. Yeah. Those are my 30 second reels. And I'm like, oh God, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, am I wrong though? I mean, it's no, so easy to put feel these things out there and inferior it's ridiculous. today. Yeah. No, so I saw, so I actually deleted my Instagram about two years ago. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Cause, cause what happened was, is I was sitting there going to my job and loved my job, loved the company and whatnot, but I'm sitting there looking at an Instagram of my friend out petting tigers in the water in like Indonesia or some somewhere, God forbid where, and, and they've just posted it and it's with a sister and it's a fake. And so I I hit him up. I'm like, Hey man, like, what about this trip that you did? Like, how was he? He goes, Oh, it's terrible. And I go, what do you mean? Like, like, what about the picture? He goes, oh, yeah, that's an edited photo from my sister. Like, it was 19 hours of us sitting in the middle of the middle five seats, and oh, she geez. was crying, and she's also, like, like, my, like, 25, 26 years old. And I'm like, yeah. oh, so I'm getting not only your best, but your fake best oh, yeah. at my... I don't want to go to work yeah. moment. So yes. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> no, Instagram and Facebook are everybody's, like, pretend life for sure 
For sure. You don't yes. put you don't yes. put reality on all those that. shoots. I really Sorry. do drink all those beers I post. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> you and the lovely Megan. You guys eat all those meals and drink all those beers. But all those like non makeup yeah. photos I put on there, I do, you know that's yeah, my yeah. reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so Mr. Ham, I mean, just give us a couple words of advice on how not to feel inferior. Well, you you have to you have to know who you are and there's so many distractions uh, a, a, a completely overstimulated world that we live in today that people never take the time to just get to know themselves mm. and w- what what kind of a person am I uh, in in, in all facets? And and as far as skills are concerned, uh, you know, what am I good at? What do I like? Uh, What am I not good at? What what do I don't like to do? And when when you you need to, uh, and you, you you can do what you're doing best and you can find people. You can never be, you've got to enjoy finding someone that's smarter than you are and that knows things that you don't know. Yep. You got to love these people, not push them aside and, and, and have an ego. And another thing that is happening is, is that we have to realize that we're not all the same. We, we, you, every one of us is a unique, uh, creation. And, uh, I, I think I said in that, uh, article that we're special only in one sense. There's never been a, a, a you before and there'll never be another you again. We are absolutely unique and i i could go into a lot of depth about the randomness of conception our ancestors and anywhere on the line uh, a thousand years ago a man and a woman had a child that if they had married someone else you wouldn't exist mm. it wouldn't be you uh if 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 i had not married my wife i would have had children but they wouldn't have been these people. Mm, yeah. And uh, I mean, you have to realize that you're, you're unique. And I, I try to tell people to, you know, accept yourself for who you are and then just do, do the best you can do being yourself. And when you need, need help, uh, bring it, bring in people that, that, that can help you. But I, uh, we're not all as smart as other people. Uh, there, there are some people that are more intelligent than others. Uh, there's more people who are more athletic than others. Mm. Uh, if I had decided that I was going to be, uh, uh, NFL quarterback, uh, I wouldn't have gotten very far. I don't think I would have made the starting quarterback on the <laughs> junior high team. Uh, you, you know, just just take stock and and don't envy the success or the abilities or the or the talents of other people. 
big be grateful for them. Big be, be grateful they're there. And and uh, it's all about just uh, putting yourself, uh, just getting yourself together and 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 living happily. There is one thing I want to get in uh, if it uh, if it was not going to be mentioned. The the basis of my daily walk in life is based on what I call the four golden questions. And I mentioned that I go through this in Ponder on it Pilgrims, my book. There's four questions. What would a wise man, uh, I'm not always real politically correct, but we're, we're four men and I'm talking to men. I mean, I mean a, a man or woman or people. Uh, y'all, yeah. Y'all. Oh, y'all. Oh, y'all. <laughs> I got guys. Y'all do. I got in trouble with, with saying guys recently. Cause I, I always too. say, Hey I guys. Too. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, I know. good night. I like think this is getting ridiculous. Now this is an old word. Yeah. And I think Charles mentioned it earlier, but you're safe. If you use the word folks. Oh, I, that's, that's a word that just kind of goes, what, but mm -hmm. what would a wise person do? You're faced with the choice of doing something. You need to do some, whatever it is. Take just a thought. It, am I, what would a wise person do? As a, what would be a wise thing to do as opposed to being a foolish thing to do? Yep. Uh, what would a wise man say? And I want to say sometimes the, the, the answer to your question on what would a wise man do is nothing. Yep. We don't always have to do something. The answer to the question would be, don't, don't do anything. Yep, so good. Now, what would a wise man say? If you're going to speak and respond or, and or respond to something, don't, don't say something stupid or foolish that shouldn't have been said. And again, Sometimes the very best thing to say is absolutely nothing. nothing. Uh, when someone's critical of me and I think they're being unfair or, or whatever, I, I don't respond to that. I don't let it bother me. And then it starts uh, becoming more internalized. What would a wise man think? When you're alone, driving your car by yourself, have some quiet time, what What's in your mind? What captures your mind? Are they negative thoughts? Are you thinking about negative people? And do your, are, are your thoughts making you upset? Or are, 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 do you think about calm and peaceful things and happy things? Uh, there's a whole lot that could be written on this, but that's the gist mm. of it. And then the fourth thing is what would a wise person feel? What's in your heart? Uh, if you find yourself uh, uh, angry or, or uh, any kind of negative emotion, hatred, resentment, uh, whatever it might be, if that's what's down in your heart, you, you can't be happy. And you have the power in your mind to drive those thoughts out of your mind and not dwell on things like that and to think in terms of, uh, 
what's in my heart is 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 love and joy and peace and 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 goodwill as as opposed to uh hatred and anger and and rage and mm. bitterness and all of those things and if you'll if you'll take those four questions and 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 incorporate them into your thought processes as you go about your day uh it 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 can it can make a difference in your life i i feel like and i've been told that this book will literally change people's lives and and the way they look at things and uh and and view things around them and i really hope that's true i i, I really do that was that was the intent uh to have a message maybe that i could leave behind as a legacy uh that uh that would be lasting and helpful it's interesting you mentioned the word legacy that's something that we talk about a lot on the show and it's been brought up many times in the past and when you really mm-hmm. think about that you know it's like it, it mean gosh we've been doing this for two and a half years and mm-hmm. i remember the first time someone brought up the word legacy and it really made me think and i was like Long term. What legacy am I leaving? And when I started thinking that way, it changed my life, to be honest with you. It changed the way it, I look at things. Absolutely. Who is Kent? Yeah. yeah. Who is Charles? Who is Kent? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I love the, yeah. the four golden questions, you know, and you tie that in with the, the golden rule, which is? Yes. Treat, yeah. others. treat others the way you want to be treated. Exactly. I remember that sign in like elementary school on the wall. Well, I think there's like and, these four questions are really interesting too yep. because you, you he kind of ties the Charles, you tie the loop into like slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. Yeah. That 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 verse behind yes. it and, and kind of yes. tying those those you yeah. expand on that. Yep. Yes. Yes. It it's uh it, it's it's a concept that has served me well. Uh, there's there's four basic constants all day long in our lives: what we do, what we say, what we think, and how we feel about mm. things. Take control of that. It goes on all day long, every day of your life. Those four areas, and uh, if you take control of it, you take control of yourself. Not always easy to do. No, it's not. It's not, but if, if it, it's it's a practice, it's though, it's a practice. It's it, almost like it, it takes it three, three weeks to create a habit type thing. You know, if you focus right. on those four things, you know, every day for three weeks, I think people are going to see that they're going to see a difference in their life. Honestly, discipline. Well, yeah. you you can catch yourself. You know, you're getting upset. Mm-hmm. You've you've gotten you're, you're you're you need to be somewhere at a certain time, and you're stuck in traffic. And it's absolutely nothing in the world you could do about yep. it, but you find yourself starting to boil mm-hmm. and get upset. And you can catch yourself and say, this isn't going to make any difference whatsoever to the situation, how I'm emotionally reacting to this. So I can sit here angry and mad and all upset. Yep. Or I'm just going to kind of kick back. And, yeah. What good is know, it going to do? Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's, a, it's just a different way of living. And, I tell people no one's born wise. Mm. Uh, it's something you have to fight for yep. every day and with every decision. I'm not a wise man. I'm just somebody that's 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 trying to be a little bit and 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 uh, it, it it's a daily struggle. Yeah. I talked about the little demon that sits on one shoulder, mm. and the little angel that sits on another, and they're always 
pulling at me, trying to get me to, to influence me in their direction. And it's all who you listen to. Uh, yeah, no question. It's all about who you listen to. So I, I, there's just one other topic I want to touch on before we yes, let sir. you get out of here. And you've talked about it, you know, the, you know, the level of frustration that we deal with. I mean, there's, I think that as not only as a country or as a human race, we have dealt with more over the last two and a half years that we have in maybe the history of the world. I, I have no idea. I mean, that's, that's a little out there, but right. I mean, we're all... We're all frustrated. You know, we're all questioning. We're all worried um, about everything, yes. you know, yes. help, 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 you know, not only us, but the listeners, I mean, give us help, help us arrive at a peace of mind um, going through, you know, the, the, this coming year. Well, I, uh, I kind of stay away from politics. Uh, to me, it's irrelevant uh, in 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 one sense. But there's there's some there's some historical facts. Our nation and and Western culture, but I'll focus on the United States. We were given a a, a legacy and and have have had a history of living fairly much as a free people, and when you start blaming the people that are in Washington for all the problems, we never seem to take into consideration that we allowed this to happen <laughs> over a period of the last hundred years, arguably starting maybe with Woodrow Wilson, the rights that we had in this country has just been nibbled away over time and we have been asleep and what is has me optimistic about the future is that it seems that a lot of folks are starting to wake up and getting fed up with it and, mm. and that we might do something about it but all the people up in washington are the people we set up there and we keep voting the same ones back into office time and time again. Some of them been up there uh, 50 years. What do we expect? Uh, we just get more of the same. But we need to take responsibility for some of this. There's one, one thing that just kind of touches home to me that I'll mention. Private property rights. We have no private property rights. Uh if you don't pay your income taxes, the government can come and take your take your place, mm -hmm. take your land. Uh, in Texas, uh, now I'm I'm not getting on a hobby horse, but it's just another one of those things that we've allowed. To, eh, the government has a lien on what we own, and they they let us have it, but but it's really theirs. In the state of Texas, we have uh, a, a, a property tax which means that you don't pay your property tax we'll take your we'll take your land yep. and so i'm that they are the ultimate owner of uh of the of all of the land the mortgage company i get that if you got a loan out you have to pay them back or they can get it but where did the government sneak <laughs> in there but we 
we've allowed a million little things like this to happen because yeah. we haven't been watching and paying attention. And it's finally coming to a head, it seems. It sure does. I don't disagree with that one bit. I uh, at the wheel. I yeah. I mean, I, I, Charles is going to kill me, but I actually uh, buy defaulted okay. property tax. I found this on the web for zero 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 property tax, which means that you don't pay your property tax. We'll take care. We'll take your land, Ansel. <laughs> Adams, that they are the ultimate owner of all of the all of the land the mortgage company. I get there if you got a loan out yet, are you back where they could get it? Where the government sneak in there? But we we've allowed one million little things like this to happen. Because we haven't been watching in bag attention, and it's well, finally amazing. coming to us. And it seems, <laughs> yeah. check it out. <laughs> Where did that even come from? That wise, that's a wise lady. <laughs> well, sadly, that's a tech. That's a tech. Uh, that's All a tech the, giant right there. Alexa is amazing. <laughs> oh but yeah, God. no, we um, it's so funny. Yeah, we we. Uh, the, the hope that I have is that for our country is that we're waking up and starting to stand up. Uh, Government should be closer to home, and and to me, uh, Washington has uh, has become so filled with uh, bureaucracy and corruption that there's no saving it, and the people out here in the country are just going to have to have to, and and that's the way I live my life. I I, I live my life as I choose. I was born a free man. I'll die a free man, one way or the other, and and uh, I I'm concerned about these things, but I don't let it bother me. Well, it's like one of those things too. Like you talk about land rights and things. So I go I go dove hunting out here, and uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of B not a lot I should say. There's BLM land, and that's a you know I'm a public owner of this land. Like I, we all are right. owners mm -hmm. of this public land, but mm -hmm. yet I can't access the land because people put up yes. and I'm like, this is ridiculous that like yes. the government just has this land out here and that I can't access. And then there's all these stupid rules and things of that nature where I'm like, it just, it makes it a big headache on a lot. It, like, and just people don't realize it until you get into those type of thing is situations where, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about it and it, it, it bothers me. No, it's, yeah. it's just a com uh, total uh, continuous encroachment yeah. uh, into the little areas. Yeah. Uh, the, the guns, uh, they haven't succeeded in that. And I think that's the line of demarcation right there. Yeah. If, if, if we uh, uh, give up our right to uh, protect and defend ourselves, uh, then we're, we're just at the mercy of, of people who would... Uh, mistreat us and i'm not a uh i i'm, I'm a peaceful easygoing man but you know uh uh some things are worth fighting for and some things are worth dying for mm -hmm. and, and i'm not quick to jump up and start shooting but but uh we we have to make those choices uh about uh you know the bigger picture, but 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 also how we might handle situations like crime. You, you know mm -hmm. where we would be put in a difficult position, and I've I've thought all of that through under certain circumstances. Uh, I could be uh, I could be hard to get along with. Somebody's trying to hurt my family or has broken into my house. Uh, you know it's, it's it's good to think about. Th think ahead and have a plan for what you would do. 
I, yeah, I completely agree. The one thing I would do want to ask you, I, I said that was going to be the last thing, but I got one more because I want this to end on a positive note. Um, <clears throat> and this is something I, I, I mean, I think about all the time and I talk about all the time and that is the importance of uh, being humble. Talk about that just a little bit. Well, I, I think that uh, we've we've been sold a, a sense, or a lot of people have, of of a false image, a false masculinity, a false femininity, uh, and to me, uh, be, uh, humility is uh, is a strength. Yep. Uh, you 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 uh, you're not afraid to admit that you're wrong. Uh, you're not afraid to say it doesn't bother you to tell someone you're sorry. Uh, this is just uh, to me the the concept of being a gentleman, a gentle man. Uh, we we don't have to act. Uh, I, I I I consider. Uh, humility as a, a virtue that 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 should be cultivated, yep. and and uh, not think we get to thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to think a lot of times, and and we we can bring ourselves back down if we'll do it. Yeah, participation trophies. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what it does. <laughs> yeah, that's you, a good that's a good way to put it for sure. Yeah. No Absolutely. doubt, no doubt. Shoots, what you got over there, Charles? Buddy? You've you've covered everything from top to bottom, left and right. You got it all. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've, I've been schooled tonight, and I'm gonna go home a better man. Uh, can you top it off and say your mantra that you live by? Well, several things come to mind, but. Uh, the answer the, I have this 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 saying you know I, I follow my star mm. and and uh, some people don't have one uh, and you can call it whatever you want but it's a it's a code it's a creed uh, that you choose to live your life by it's and, that higher you, power. I, it, it, it is, and I and I believe that there is a, that there is a spiritual connection. Uh, I believe that wisdom, the, the, the scriptures say that wisdom comes from God, and I think there is a, a spiritual connection uh, that makes us uh, makes us better people when we when we strive to be wise, but. Uh, I, I follow my star and encourage other people to do the same. Hey, I, I can't argue with that. We'll take it. And by the way, by the way, Charles, we are writing a book ourselves. Did I tell you that? No, we are writing a book of mantras. Every one of our guests at the end of the show, we ask for a mantra. So we are at some point, well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll need your publisher. We are at some point going to publish a book of mantras. We're going to have okay. to pull Jake out of retirement for that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So w with that, um, like, just like Shoot said, I mean, we've touched on a lot tonight. We could probably talk for another three hours. Uh, unfortunately, I got to get some sleep tonight. Um, mm -hmm. 
what is there anything i mean is there anything we haven't touched on that you might want to get out there no it it's your show uh <laughs> i just want to thank you for having me on i've had a great time uh y'all look like uh people i wouldn't mind going out and having a beer with sometime right. I mean, have a good time careful what you wish for we're going to be in texas sometime and we're going to look you up no it's it's been a delight you've been most kind and uh, and helpful and uh i hope that uh your viewers will will enjoy this uh this podcast i want to get one of those nice bucks with them one time Absolutely. Yeah. They got the background. Yeah, for sure. Well, sir, thank you so much. Much respect to you. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, you got anything, Connor, you want in? No, it's, it's been a great time. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm going to be stunned for the next couple of days of trying to figure out what, what the heck I'm doing with my life. Exactly. Shoot. <laughs> I'm good. All Let's right. Put a bow on it. Great job, guys. Adding value and making friends. That's what it's all about. And I feel like we've done that again this evening. Thanks again for listening to uh, the show. And thank you to our loyal friends of the program, just like Carlson Software, for believing in us. And folks, folks, see how you use folks there? This is no joke. Be sure to mention your geoholic when you reach out to these uh, different friends of the program. And there are exclusive listener promotions. So be sure to do that. Download the Geoholics app from LandSurveyorsUnited.com. Send us an email at info at thegeoholics.com if you have any content ideas or would like to be a guest on a future show. We'd love to hear from you. Last but not least, pay it forward, add value, make friends. Most importantly, be safe and healthy. Thank you to our 2022 friends of the program, Advanced Geodetic Survey, agsgps.com, Airworks, airworks.io, Bad Elf, bad-elf.com, Cyanic Automation, getjobbook.com, Diamondback Land Surveying, diamondbacklandsurveying.com, Extreme Aerial Productions, extremearialproductions.com, Get Kids Into Survey, getkidsintosurvey.com, Mentoring Mondays, mentoringmondays.xyz, Monson Engineering, monsonengineering.com, Nettleman LC Prep, lcprep.com, North Star Surveying, NorthstarSurveying.com, ProStar Corporation, ProStarCorp.com, Safety Apparel, SafetyApparel.us, TopoDot, New.Certainty3D.com, and finally, Trimble Geospatial, Geospatial.Trimble.com.